0: You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 13. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubik teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing great today. I am doing well. At this time, I am fully engaged in planning my calendar out for Lent. And as I'm recording the podcast, Lent begins next week and I am raring to go. So I absolutely love Lent now. And this will be my fourth Lent where I truly enter into the desert with Jesus Christ with the goal of a deeper union with him while praying deeply for my family and my friends, and the morality of our great nation as well, and just for just a lot of things that I have on my heart. Lent is really meant to be a time set apart to cultivate this real deep union with God. Union with him is truly the main point of Lent, and it is this place of relationship with him that I know I have found that my prayers are most effective. And for that union to happen I find that spiritually fasting off sugar, flour, and alcohol, and really learning to suffer a little bit is the exact thing that unites our suffering to his in the desert. So the point is, I want to get hungry with Jesus. I want to offer that hunger to him in love and ask him to answer lots of prayers that I have on my heart, big, big prayers. And Lent is the perfect time for this. I'd like to start off by just going over what Lent is and just the basic boring rules of Lent according to the Catholic Church. This is important because we need to know what the church actually expects and what we can add to that as an extra offering from ourselves. And we call that giving it up in offering it up in the Catholic Church, right? So that offering then leads us to repentance. This just makes sense that during this time, we would give up food or alcohol because we know we've created a bad habit with these things. And it is good to get to the reason why. Confess to God that we're sorry for our actions and then vow to do better with his help. So we've got a couple things going on here. And interesting enough that it takes six weeks to get rid of an old habit and start a new one. And Lent is about six weeks, so this is perfect. So Lent is about becoming virtuous And this can only be done with a relationship with God. So what is Lent and what does the church expect of us? Lent is one of the two penitential seasons on our church calendar. Advent is the other one, but Advent has a little bit of a different tone in my my opinion. Advent is about waiting in the darkness for the great light, for Christ to be born. He's coming to save us from our sins. And for me, Advent is less somber. And it's just more delightful as we anticipate the birth of Christ and the Christmas season. Both seasons really do urge us to repent, to mend our ways, to grow closer to God, and, you know, to sort of leave the material world behind a little bit and just go grow closer to him in all things. All right. And then we have Lent. Lent is more about the three pillars, the three spiritual pillars, and that is prayer, fasting, and giving. And during the 40 days of Lent, we're urged to reflect on our lives, give a little more than usual, make sacrifices every week, and prepare for the joyful celebration of Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday. But to do that, we enter into the suffering of Jesus for 40 days before that. Lent is somber as we enter into the passion of Jesus Christ, how he gave his life for us on the cross, and he died for us so that we could enter into heaven with him. I also like to reflect on how he was fully human and fully divine. Because he was fully human, he felt pain, and so much of it because he was sinless. He was in so much pain that we know that he sweat blood for us so he truly knows our pain and we can take comfort in that when we enter into lent offering our suffering then all the suffering that's going on in our lives he can actually redeem it he can use it to make us whole he can use it to save our souls and the souls of others he is the great redeemer he redeems us he didn't come on this earth to abolish our suffering He came to redeem it, to make it worth something. Suffering offered to Christ really lightens the load, lightens that burden, and makes us a better person, less selfish, more giving, more attuned to what we should be rather than who we are right now. Suffering is worth something when shared with Christ. You know, this is Lent. This is the beauty of Lent. So Lent is a great time to bring your suffering to God and enter into his suffering and really recognize and ponder the humanity of Christ crucified and how he suffered in bodily pain for our sins. Yes, we're going to consider our sins, your sins, my sins. This is the time that we can crawl under the cross next to Jesus that he carried on Calvary and offer him any suffering that we're going through, as well as attachments or addictions that keep us at a distance from him because we use these things you know, like food and alcohol to help us instead of going to prayer. And prayer is the real cure to our suffering. So as we offer these things to him, as we get closer to him, we plead for the grace to be healed and we plead for others too, especially our families, the ones we're closest to, the ones who have shunned us, the ones who are the most difficult, the ones we've hurt, the ones we don't talk to anymore, the ones that are easy to be with, all of them. We offer Jesus, all of them, and plead for healing all around, starting with ourselves. This is Lent. So what suffering do you have to offer him? How do you want to thank him and grow closer to him during these 40 days? How do you want to improve your life, yourself, your body and soul, and your relationships? It all begins with spiritual fasting. As the saints say, Fasting accelerates prayer, and I'll be covering prayer on a later podcast. So fasting has been a tradition of the Catholic Church for a long time. It deals with limiting food during Lent regarding fasting and abstinence. So let's start with Ash Wednesday. The actual date of Ash Wednesday is calculated by counting backward from Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday always falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon and after the spring equinox. During the spring equinox, the amount of daylight and nighttime are equal. I kind of found this fascinating. Easter means spring is here and Christ is risen to new life too. So I think that is just beautiful. Spring to me means the coming back of all the flowers and the plants and the trees that have been dormant all winter long. And then, you know, these dark nights and the dark mornings that we're experiencing now They are finally receding, and sunny mornings are arriving, and Easter is truly symbolic of new life and rebirth for Christ and for all of us in so many ways, if we do it right. It is only natural that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus at this time of the year. Okay, so let's review the fasting rules of the church Because remember, these are for our highest good. We fast to keep our passions for food in check. We all know we need to do this, but wanting to do it is another thing. That's why Lent is so efficacious for us all. It really helps us figure out what passions of ours are currently running wild and probably need to be reined in a little bit. So fasting is required on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, and this means eating less food than normal. It doesn't necessarily mean no food. What you can eat, according to the church, is one normal full-size meal and two smaller meals, which is combined, which, if combined, would not exceed one full meal. So it's basically a full-size meal and two snacks. So Pope Benedict XVI says: denying material food, which nourishes our body nurtures an interior disposition to listen to Christ and be fed by his saving word. Through fasting and praying, we allow him to come and satisfy the deepest hunger that we experience in the depths of our being, the hunger and thirst for God. And that makes sense. So that's fasting on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And then we have abstinence during Lent, which means going without meat. And this is required on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday as well. And then all Fridays during Lent and really all the way through the year. What you can eat is fish and seafood and anything except for red meat. And the USCCB says, quote, Catholic people from time immemorial have set apart Friday for special penitential observance by which they gladly suffer with Christ that they may one day be glorified with him. This is the heart of the tradition of abstinence from meat on Friday, where that tradition has been observed in the Holy Catholic Church. So fasting and abstinence are obligatory duties during Lent on these two days, and then abstinence on all Fridays throughout the year. That's it two days plus the Fridays. So let me break it to you right here. These are obligatory duties. There are two obligatory days of fasting and abstinence that must be practiced by all Catholics ages 18 to 59 and abstinence on Fridays ages 14 and over. So these are the rules of our church. So we have, um, we have an obligation to actually follow these or else we're committing a sin. So we've been guided by suggested rules that have been passed on from scripture for a long time and the traditions of the church for centuries. And we know that this guidance is divined. It really is good for us. Today, there's just not enough emphasis regarding the spiritual awakening and bodily cleansing of taking Lent seriously by fasting from food and alcohol. And we certainly don't hear about the sinning part. So the obligation to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday and to abstain from eating meat on Fridays of Lent are part of what is called the positive precept requiring us to practice self-denial. Jesus Christ said, if anyone is willing to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross every day and follow me for whoever will have saved his life will lose it. Yet whoever will have lost his life for my sake will save it. And that is from the gospel of Luke chapter nine, verses 23 and 24. So as Catholics, we know that this path to eternal life is going to require a little self-denial. Self-denial includes fasting and abstaining from meat during some times throughout the year. This obligation under the positive precepts is important. To practice self-denial is important. To find out more about this, look up information about positive and negative precepts, and it's all there. It's really good information to know pertaining to your soul or... You can just follow the rules set forth by all those super smart theologians before us and fast and abstain as directed. It really is a good exercise in learning about sin and really learning about your attachments during Lent. Okay, so we know that God is not just asking us to suffer aimlessly. He is really drawing near to us within the desert, helping us to see what is dry within our lives, what is empty, what is barren, what needs reviving. And in my course in coaching, we're we're also looking at what emotions you're numbing with food and alcohol because he stands with us during this penitential season to ask us to be hungry for him and why is that it is in that hunger where we will reach for him that's why do we even know what we're hungering for as we go about our busy lives do we know if we're looking for better health financial breakthroughs a future dream a better marriage our children to return to mass to break an addiction, to heal a relationship? Yes. Yes to all of this. This is what the Lord wants to answer for us, but we have to get hungry for him to try to figure out what attachments we have to things that are holding us back and keeping us from being hungry for him. Lent is a great spiritual journey of conversion to do just this, become closer to God by asking forgiveness of those sins that separate us from him. So giving up or fasting off, some other food during Lent is an extra mortification that's great to do and is in our tradition, but it's not obligatory. So we have the fasting and the abstinence on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. We've got the abstinence from meat on all of the Fridays. And then we have just giving up something. And a lot of people will say like, oh, sweets or chocolate or cookies, um, something like that. And really the best way to do this is with food and alcohol. And specifically in my program, we do sugar and flour because those two things along with the alcohol can keep you attached and keep you addicted with over-desire and over-hunger. All right. So we offer things up because that is what has been our tradition. And this is what Jesus did as well. He defined spiritual fasting in the desert. He fed on scripture and gained strength by suffering there. He's always showing us the way. Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, ends with Holy Saturday and excludes the six Sundays in between. That's where we get the 40 days. Yes, we can break our fast on Sundays during Lent. And so we can actually have some type of a delay and pray program like mine, where you can actually delay sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week and partake of a little bit on Saturday night and Sunday. And then on the evening of Holy Thursday, The sacred triduum begins, including Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. And then after that, we get to celebrate the resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday, where we all come out of our tombs that morning and rise to new life with Christ. In doing this year after year after year, we become very virtuous people. So the 40 days of Lent correspond to the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert to fast, pray, and endure the temptations of the devil all in preparation of his public ministry, which would end in his death on the cross. This penitential season is one of great sorrow, but also of great joy. The sacrifices that we are asked and required to offer are considered great gifts if we enter into it with the correct heart and mindset. And what's beautiful is Lent is communal. We do it as a parish, we do it as a community, we do it as a church. This is a great time to come together as a parish community and take a good look at ourselves, even individually, at our lives and make straight with God any crooked paths that we see. As individuals, we can assess our lives and ask ourselves with God's help where we could do better to serve Christ and others. As a community, these six weeks are so special as we spend them together in the sacraments in solidarity, praying for each other, trying earnestly to make sacrifices to God, and to draw nearer to Him in prayer, both individually and as a community. Lent is a great opportunity to wake up our own faith and the faith of our families and find those areas in need of improvement for all. Graces are especially abundant at this time, and they're there to help you get speedy resolve, with burdens on your heart, with healing. I mean, with God, there's always something in it for you. In the end, it's really all about you, your relationship with God, your eternal salvation, and the salvation of your families. God is always seeking you. As we plan our fasting prayer and almsgiving, we willingly are led into the desert to forge a more simple life of contemplation. And as we succeed in our intentions, we come out of that wilderness on Easter morning with our hearts and souls newly resurrected and ready to greet our Lord in a whole new way. But this can't happen if we don't take Lent seriously and actually enter into the desert. It's never about really what you give up. It's always about what you gain by giving them up, by giving up sugar, flour, alcohol during this time. You gain so much. There's a beautiful quote from St. Maximus of Turin on going out into the desert with Jesus. He says, the very body of the Christian is in a sense, a desert when it is not filled with food and cheered with drink. Then Christ the Lord inhabits the desert of our body. When he has found that our land is desolate because of hunger and parched because of thirst, then the savior dwelling in this desert of our body overcomes there all factions of the devil. And there in the desert, where we are safe and secure from the thoughts of this world, he takes it for his own habitations, so that from then on, we might see heaven and earth within ourselves. That is to say, we might think of nothing other than the Lord of the heavenly kingdom and the author of earthly resurrection. There's just nothing like a desert Lent, one that is felt, one that is hungry, one that is followed, one that is focused on spiritual fasting. I call it delay and pray delaying sugar, flour, and alcohol to Sundays and praying instead. It sounds daunting, but it's not as hard as you think. It's, it's really not hard when done with God and a plan. There's really deep mystery there. You can't get to the delight unless you go through the mortification. I always say that and it's so true. That's from Father Rippiger. And the mortification costs. True love always costs and you will find it in the desert. And it's a lot easier when you're doing it during Lent when a lot of other people are going through it as well. So I had my first desert experience during the Lent of 2020. And I often wonder if many people did due to the COVID crisis that was happening that year, and our churches were shut down during that time. It was then that I realized how much I valued going into the physical church. Never before had I been locked out of the church. I had always taking it for granted, that it was always there for me. Do I want to go? Do I not want to go? There it was during Lent. Well, that's when I promised God that I would not take going into that church during Lent for granted ever again. From that time on, I would plan my life around Lent instead of the other way around. And I call this my first desert Lent that I really entered into because it took a lot of work. And I covered myself in prayer. I started to read and watch only religious media at that time. I started to fast off of sugar and alcohol. And honestly, I was a little sad and lonely because I was set apart from my family and friends at the time due to social distancing and shutdowns. It just was, it was different. It was a very difficult time, but it really brought awareness to my heart and soul. And it drove me into a desert type of Lent where I got very close to God well, then came Lent 2021, and I had no idea what was in store for that Lent. Okay, 2021 was difficult. That one would really catapult me into another spiritual level that would change my life forever. So during the year of 2020, as most people you know, were going through this COVID crisis, my mom was in a nursing home, and due to the crisis, the nursing home was locked down and we were not allowed in. And over time, her health weakened and she became lonely and, you know, it was a really dire situation and our family was in turmoil as to what we were going to do. She was not doing well and we kept thinking like the rest of the world that everything would just open up soon. And towards the end of the year in the fall, there became just great division between um, myself and my siblings, all of us, between all of us as siblings. Some of us wanted to take my mom out and bring her home. Some of us thought it would be best that she stay in. And there just was great turmoil. It was driven by this COVID crisis, procedures, hopes that it would end. And there was just a a lot of kind of fighting and raw emotion because all of us love my mom so much and we wanted to do the best for her, but it was just hard to tell like what to do. So if you know my story, because I've told this before, you know that this is a situation that started me on my spiritual fasting journey, because honestly, when there's nothing else you can do, you got to pray. And then I started to fast as well, delaying sugar Uh, flower and alcohol until Sundays, praying and pleading with Jesus to let us into that nursing home to care for my mom. And of course, after fasting for a short while, we were let in. And we nursed her around the clock until she died on January 4th in 2021. Well, it was a great ending to what turned out for us to be quite the nightmare in twenty twenty. When Lent came around just a month later in 2021, I decided to continue this spiritual fasting off sugar, flour, and alcohol. I started my first Lenten course with coaching, um, just with my sisters and some women from our church. And I was developing the program as I went. And I was astounded how quickly it came together and how amazing the group interaction was. We were sharing our stories and fasting for each other, and we were becoming pretty successful at spiritual fasting. I could feel the prayer. I started spending a huge amount of my time in the sacraments at church to heal the relationships between my siblings. I was so motivated and deeply shaken by the division within our family that had never happened before COVID. And I was so sorry for just even my part in it, right? So our family was strong. There's eight brothers and sisters with mostly strong friendships, love for one another. But that all of a sudden was compromised. We were stuck in division and hurt. And I was really sad about it. And I knew that I was part of that division and that I caused some of it. So I fasted. I fasted hard. I took Lent seriously that year, pleading to the Lord for forgiveness and restoration of friendship between us, and I went into the desert determined to get really hungry for Christ. I crawled under the cross with him, praying, journaling, developing food protocols, getting coached, coaching others, and going to the sacraments almost daily. I spent a lot of time in church in front of the blessed sacrament. I prayed. I fasted. I gave alms. I pleaded with the Lord to heal me and to heal our family. I have to admit that I was probably more hungry than any other time in my life. Yes, I was physically hungry, but not just that, but I was also emotionally hungry for the sugary food, the buttered bread and the glasses of wine that I missed so much because I had used all of these things to numb my emotions and make me feel better on a daily basis. Lent is not just about physical hunger. It's about emotional hunger too the hunger that we stuff with food and drink instead of going directly to God. Well, halfway through that Lent, I realized that what was happening was that the hunger allowed me to create a space that only God was allowed to fill with his love and wisdom just by staying in the desert with him for 40 days. I learned so much about myself, about God, about my family, about trust, hope, love, and what actually God can do. His almighty power was flowing through me just halfway through those 40 days. He ended up healing me. He healed our family. There was one amazing experience where I was in the church during Holy Week. I came early went to mass and then to the soup supper. And I was staying for the speaker afterwards, but there was an hour in between where I sat in the church in silence. It was, it was dark. And during that time, I was just staring up at Jesus on the cross as I was just gazing upon him. He offered me to crawl into his side wound to take comfort and rest and hide there a while. It was interesting I just kind of felt it. I didn't hear the words or anything. I just I just felt like he was offering to, to come and take a rest. And I had never even thought of this before. I just imagined myself just resting there in that space. And I started to weep. I was kind of there in the side wound, but at the same time I was there in the pew. It was really a beautiful experience. And I'm glad I was alone in that church. It was an emotional experience and a very healing experience as well. And then Miraculously, a while later, the speaker actually talked about how the church was formed in the side wound of Jesus. So I felt like that was some type of a confirmation for me about the side wound of Jesus. And I realized that Jesus was inviting me into his church in a physical way to the sacraments, not only during Lent, but after that as well. He was asking me to come back often and bring a whole bunch of people with me, and that's you. That Easter morning was glorious. Father Ripperger always says that you must go through the mortification to get to the delight. I know I say that all the time, but it's so true, and I did just that. I mortified my attachments to sugar, flour, and alcohol that lent. I became hungry in body and soul, and the Lord filled every single crevice of hunger with himself and then his glory on Easter morning. I came out of that tomb and felt like I had risen with Christ himself. I truly can say it was the best Easter I've ever had and our family was healed. Miracles are there for you. The relationships I had been praying for were healed and are in many ways better than before at this time. Lent is a time of healing. It's a time of forgiveness. It's a time... To get hungry and be filled with the Holy Spirit, don't miss it. It is for you. You must go through the mortification of Lent to get to the delight on Easter morning. It's just something you cannot read about. It's something that you have to go through. And I pray that you have the courage to do it and the motivation to face your sins and your attachments and use Lent for healing and ask God to heal all the relationships in your life. This is Lent. I want to leave you with a beautiful excerpt from a newly ordained priest that is a perfect summation of what Lent has in store for you if you dare to enter the desert and get hungry for Christ. It was from a homily delivered at the Basilica of the Sacred Heart at the University of Notre Dame by Father Patrick Reedy. He imagined Jesus ministering to Thomas in this way, and I quote, "...put your finger here and see my hands." bring your hand and put it into my side. Hide yourself in me. Hide yourself from all that troubles you, from all you doubt, from all you fear. Hide yourself in a love more penetrating than a brush fire, more overwhelming than a deluge. Hide yourself in a love that will remake you entirely. Do not be afraid. Well, I want to tell you, end quote, by the way, and I want to tell you I mean, I'm Thomas, and we're all Thomas sometimes. Sometimes we just doubt that God can heal things, but he can, especially during Lent. I was transformed that Lent of 2021. It actually started at the Lent of 2020, but it couldn't have happened if I hadn't been hungry for him, both physically and emotionally. When you enter into the desert of Lent with spiritual fasting, you are trading the comfort of sugar, flour, and alcohol for the comfort of the side wound of Jesus for his holy Catholic church. I urge you to come there and rest a while away from what you're attached to set Lent apart this year. He's waiting for you. And if you need a community, a program to follow and a coach, well, I'm here for you. I've got it all planned out and ready we're going to have the best Lent ever. Also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you would, so that others will hear this great message of spiritual fasting and get back to the sacraments and back to Lent. Have a great week, my friends. Have an amazing Lent, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. Hey, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray. It's a 12 week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. And you won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. There's two options to choose as well, private coaching with me, or join the group coaching program to join an amazing group of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to lose that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Both options include the same amazing online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. So head over to my website right now thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well to always get the latest daily information to keep you fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.